0: Culture is one of the four pillars in my community cultivated framework. And I talk a lot about the importance of having a strong culture. But in today's episode, we're going to talk about why having a strong culture can actually be a curse. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. All right, friend, this episode, I'm just going to warn you, is a little bit more advanced. If you are brand new to my world and creating communities, you might just want to tune out on this one because I don't want to scare you away from creating a strong culture. So inside of my community-cultivated framework, I have four pillars, cause, culture, communication, and connection. If you aren't familiar with those, you can go back to the first four episodes of this show, and I break down those four pillars in those first four episodes. But let's just talk about culture for a bit. So if you remember from those episodes, I talk about culture being all about our beliefs our behaviors, and our boundaries, and how establishing those can create this really sticky culture that keeps people connected to your community for longer, helps them feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves, and makes them feel connected in a way that ultimately leads to more retention, work ascension into other programs. Culture is a really important part of any community. So you can imagine my surprise when I came across a study that showed me how culture can actually be a curse and a hindrance to growing your business. So I'm going to get a bit nerdy with you here, but this is why you get so much value out of the work that I do. It's because I don't just come up with ideas in my head about what makes a great community and share it with you, but I've actually done my research. And in doing my research, I often come across studies that are challenging to me and to what I teach. And this study in particular stood out to me. So it was a study done on Reddit communities. Now, if you're not familiar with this, Reddit is like a discussion board online where you can discuss any topic that you want. And there are threads and then there are subthreads that get even more into the details of a specific topic or connecting a specific group of people. So I'm going to read to you some of the findings that were summarized from this study because it's so important for us to understand the context of this, all right? So Reddit is an online platform. It has these subreddit threads that are forums dedicated to specific Interest or topics, right? So researchers studied cultures of some of these Reddit communities. They used various methods. They looked at surveys. They did experiments. They analyzed the data, the statistical data and the anecdotal data that they could discover within these communities that they were comparing. And one study in particular, it analyzed the content in the interactions in subreddit threads and it compared them to demographic and behavioral data of the users. So trying to understand the users of that data more and comparing that to the content and interactions. The study found, this is the important part, the study found that the stronger the culture was in the subreddit thread, that the more time it took for somebody to acclimate to that subreddit thread. So for a new member to come in and get acclimated, it took longer and it found that participation was lower and there was a higher likelihood of leaving that subreddit, which means that the retention was lower, the engagement was lower, and it took them longer to get acclimated if they did stay. Now, it said that these effects were more pronounced in subreddits that had high levels of basically like, I call it like homogenous, but basically there were normative expectations, meaning we all talk like this, behave like this, understand these things. There was kind of a foundational knowledge that people needed to know and foundational culture, like almost like a sub-language that people needed to know, or the people in the group were all alike demographically, or there was a high level of social influence in the group, right? So there were three factors that they really looked at here. So one was the tendency of people to associate and communicate with others who are similar to them in demographic interests and values. So the tighter knit a group was around those demographics, interests, and values, the less likely people were to stay, the less engaged people were, and the longer it would take people to get acclimated. Now, let's think about it this way. I want important context here is that people aren't paying to be a part of these like Reddit threads, right? This is like a public forum that you can just do a search, find it, and decide whether you're going to hang out or not. But there's still something for us to learn here. Okay. So, what they found is that, or what they assumed, I would say from what they found is that a community like that may be less welcoming and accessible to outsiders. Okay. So, everybody is the same. They are really deep in their interest. And I think I remember getting really, I don't have those notes with me right now, but I think remember reading into the details of this, that like one of the comparisons, for example, was a group that was interested in football versus a group that was interested in Jets, NFL football, right? And Jets, NFL football during the Super Bowl. So looking at that comparatively, it was a very different, more closely knit group of people who had an even deeper level of common interest. Okay, the third thing that they looked at as an issue was normative expectations, basically referring to those unwritten rules and the expectations of behavior that are enforced within the community, right? So the more strict you were, the more boundaries you had around behaviors, which boundaries and behaviors, two things I talk about when creating culture the more likely it would discourage or punish people who kind of stepped outside of those behaviors, the more it increased the likelihood of somebody leaving because they didn't fit in, they didn't want to follow those guidelines, or the more likely somebody would be to not engage because they weren't quite sure what those boundaries were, what behaviors were expected right? So normative expectations. And the third thing that they looked at was social influence. And social influence refers to the influence of other people, other people's opinions and actions on the group, right? So if you have high social influence, so for example, you're a business owner maybe, and you are a visionary, and you have a lot of influence in your group, this would be a group with high social influence. So that social influence may mean that you have more persuasiveness and influence over the members of the group, which means that there tends to be more conformity or pressure on new members to conform and to fall into line. So I have a one client who, much to her dismay, she does not like that this happens. So she teaches people how to improve their self-image, which for a lot of people, that means outward appearance. It's not for her, that's part of it, but there's a whole lot behind it. But she helps people improve their self-image and what she finds sometimes when people are having a hard time feeling like they're having success in her program and making progress or people are leaving, it's because they don't want her self-image, right? They don't want to look like Tanya and dress like Tanya and shop at the places where Tanya shops and they don't have her style, and they think because she has such a dominant influence in the community because she created it and she's their coach and she leads them, right? They think that they need to be like her. Now, she doesn't say that. In fact, she says quite the opposite. Like the whole purpose of this is for you to identify what is your own self-image. But because she is such an influencer, an influential person, then that creates this subconscious feeling of needing to conform. So that's a perfect example of how this can become an issue. So other studies have found similar patterns of what I'm talking about here, which is essentially this issue with acclimation and retention. So the stronger your culture is, the more social norms that a community has, the harder it is for a community member to acclimate, to feel like they belong And ultimately, feel comfortable engaging, which by default means that they leave and that you have a lower retention rate. So, I do not in any way, if you know me, I do not in any way want to discourage you from creating a strong, a very strong culture with a very strong cause, a very strong purpose, and really defining those beliefs, behaviors, and boundaries. But when you do so, you need to understand that you then have that much more responsibility to acclimate your new members into this culture, to help them adopt the identity of a member of your community. It makes your onboarding that much more important. I talk about onboarding all the time. I talk about the importance of not just acclimating people to the basics of like, here's where you get this deliverable and here's how you get support and like check these boxes and here's the membership tour. But I talk about onboarding people into your culture, right? So they have this understanding of the culture and they don't have to question what are the boundaries? What are the rules? They don't have to feel like they don't belong. There's not a language that they don't quite understand so that we can make this a safe place for them to show up and to want to stick around. And we can speed up that process of acclimation so that they feel comfortable to engage faster and then they stay around longer. So the whole purpose of me sharing this with you is not to, again, it's not to scare you away from building a strong culture. It's to help you recognize that there are levels to this community building experience. And if you've worked with me as a one-on-one client, or you've gone through my community training program, you know this already. You know that it is not one and done, right? And this is just a part of that. The stronger your culture becomes, the more your community develops its own identity, a common language, the longer your community has been around often, more likely that is to happen. But the more you follow what I teach, the stronger your culture is going to get. And then that overemphasizes the need for strong onboarding, okay? Okay. So this is why I tell many of you, many of you already have an onboarding process, and so you often skip over re-evaluating your onboarding. But I really want to make sure that you're evaluating that on an annual basis, because there are things that will change and morph about your culture that you need to update inside of that onboarding process. So I want you to do that. I want you to audit your onboarding. And this isn't just your onboarding inside of your program. If you want to get really advanced, it's also in your messaging inside of your sales funnel, because ultimately we're helping them adopt the identity of a community member before they ever join our community, right? So it might need to be some messaging changing inside of your sales funnel. Okay. But I want you to ask yourself, how good of a job am I doing at acclimating people to the culture that they are going to encounter? as a part of our community so that they can become a comfortable member of that culture quicker so that they can start participating faster and so that they stay around longer. So that may look like um, talking about the community boundaries and beliefs and the guidelines inside of your onboarding journey. That may mean really giving them a bit of a credo or a creed around the identity of one of the members of your community. That may mean giving them a definition guide. So like community lingo, here are the terms that people use inside of our community, because often that adopts over time with what you teach. So you give them some of those definitions so that they understand what people are saying and talking about inside of the community. Really look at and evaluate your culture and identify where an outsider would feel the gap where would they feel left out? Where would they feel like they're missing some information in order to be able to effectively participate? And that's the gap that you want to make sure that you're filling inside of your onboarding in order for them to feel comfortable enough to begin contributing and participating as an active member inside of your community. All right, so I've been hesitating to share this study with you for years. Yes, I have had this study for years. And it's one of the reasons why I overemphasize and have taught onboarding for so long. It's because I have the awareness of the study of the reality of what it looks like to go into a strong culture as a new member. But I'm sharing it with you now because many of you have been listening to this podcast for a while. You've been through my programs or you've worked with me one-on-one and you are developing this really, really strong culture where people adopt a new identity, a new common language. And there's just a way about you. And although that is very helpful for retention, that's why we do it. It is very helpful in getting people to feel like they belong and and show up more fully in the world and all of those good things. We also need to recognize the negative side effects of that, which is when somebody comes in new, it's going to be harder for them to acclimate to feel like they belong. And so we need to hold their hand to help make that possible for them. Okay. Okay. I am really curious to hear your feedback on this episode. So if you're listening to this and you have been around for a while, you've watched a lot of these episodes of the Community Creator Show or listened to them, do me a favor. Will you leave a comment or leave a review so that I know that you're there? I can see the stats. I see all of the people that are listening to these episodes every single week, and I hear from very few of you. So do me a favor, leave me a review, leave me a comment, just say hello. I would love to know that you're there. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review, letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalin.com. That's S H A N A L Y N ncom Until next time. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access.